You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. My podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. It's winter. It's cold. That's where you need your windows to step their game up and keep your energy efficiency on point where you're staying warm, keeping the heat high and the energy bills low. And your windows are vital in this fight. Pella's got the top of the line windows to do just that. You can holler at them. Your local Pella Omaha and Lincoln expert, or you can go online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. And one of the great things about it being winter is the tradition unlike any other, and that is Temperature Tuesdays. It is back. It's that time of the year. Every single Tuesday in January and February, The 6 a.m. temperature at the coldest Runza location is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you buy a medium fry and medium drink. Oh, baby. Temperature Tuesdays are back. Take advantage of it. Runza makes it all better. All right, well, here we go. It is 4.20 p.m. on the dot. Central time, January 25th, 2022. It's 2022. Have you, you, that's Bo Rude, by the way. He's in the house. Have you adjusted to like, have you had to date anything and write 22 on it? It's 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 like a whoa thing. I I messed it up. Even I just gotten used to writing 2021 and I I messed it up. I wrote 2021 again. 22 feels weird. (laughs) Well, for me, are you still in the mode where if someone says something, if someone says, you know, 30 years ago, I go 1970? That feels right. But what is that? What is it where. 1990s felt like five years ago. As but why. what is that where? Well, clearly, I love the 90s, you know. <laughs> but what is it about where, like, you get there's like a point in time where everything pivots off that on, like, the when you say something was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, for me, for whatever reason, I my time froze in 2000. <laughs> I would literally had Y2K. Well, I, I've, I've actually heard some things on this i think like a lot of people mentally they always will see themselves as like 18 to 25 like that's right. kind of what you see yourself even when you're 50 you think well i'm i'm 25 you you're still see yourself that right. way but in the mirror you're great and you're old and you're <sighs> flat but like you you just your brain freezes and it says, is i don't feel older than 25 like i have a I have grandkids, but right. aren't I still a kid? But like- see, that's the thing that's always interesting is like when you grow up as a kid and you look at, at people older than you, you think, oh, they look old. They must feel old. and think old, too. And what you realize is you wish you could tell younger people, like, I wish you knew how young I felt in my head. That we still do. That you yeah. still do. Like, so you and I are both 37, like... We both, I don't feel like I'm, I don't, I don't, in my head, I'm not 37. No, when I'm not was, 17, yeah. but when like. When you're 17, what you thought a 37-year-old looked and felt like, 
You don't feel that way. You no. don't think that way. You don't think, oh, yeah, I feel exactly a... Right. You feel right. not that different than a, as you did as a kid. No, but not so, too much. In my mind, when someone says, hey, yeah, 30 years ago, I think of 1970, and no, that's... it's. It's not. It's we're talking Trev Alberts hand in the dirt doing his thing thirty years ago. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I was also thinking. You mentioned twenty twenty two. I feel like the one of the big talking points the last two years was like, it's going to be the Roaring Twenties, just like it was <laughs> in the nineteen twenties, right? right? Uh, but I'm like, okay, we're two years into the to the Roaring Twenties. To the Roaring Twenties, is it roaring for you? It doesn't feel roaring at all. <laughs> Is there a chance, though, that it will become the Roaring Twenties? No. It doesn't feel like so. it does it. No. Like, it doesn't feel like there's ever going to be that roaring... No. Like, where people just said, we are doing We're it. We're doing it? No. I don't think... I do not... I do not forecast any sort of roaring 20s. Even when the, the with, okay, pandemic, let's say it just, we kind of get past it and I we're back. Know. We're back. I just don't even see, like, I feel like people have forgotten how to do that. How to roar? How to roar. I don't think people there's roaring and it's hard for me to say that there's roaring in the future at this point. They would need to institute prohibition again and then we could be like Then it could happen. We need to go meet at the then, speakeasy. Oh, then it would, the speakeasy will the get speakeasy you speakeasy will get you roaring. Because it's dangerous. Way. Do you know right. what people like? They danger. like danger. The little bit of danger is exciting. You gotta have to sneak in the boot. You know That's true. It's just too easy to drink and do whatever right. you want. Right. And yeah. I don't know, I don't see any roaring coming though. But all this started because I said the time and the date, <laughs> and we wasted everybody's time for a couple of minutes here. Uh, but this is the beauty of our non-football season pods is we get to kind of do whatever we want. We get into a rhythm of football season on like exactly how we're talking. Well, of course, we're going to talk a ton of football today, but we can kind of take it anywhere we want to. I want to start asking you about your former teammate. Zach Taylor and what he's doing with with he's Cincinnati. Having a, he's having a good month. He's roaring. Now he's having a roaring twenty twenty two at this point in his career. So you'd say nobody's roaring, but Zach Taylor's roaring. <laughs> he's roaring, okay. baby. But I guess for because it would be so interesting to have a guy that you were a teammate of, like out there. What's it been like to watch him? have success here well it's funny i, I did a uh an, uh an interview with dirk yeah. chatlin uh, this is maybe i gave, last I gave week. dirk your number by the way he texted me and said give me bill's number okay well that makes sense yeah but, um but yeah he he was asking kind of the same some of the same questions on like hey did you yeah. see this coming like what do you know about it? so it's been kind of a i've talked to a few different people about i talked to my uh one of our buddies Stu bradley you know who lived yep. with zach and you know we, we were trying to like break down like you know it, you couldn't predict sort of that rise of, of Zach's no. because it was sort of – you don't usually get a head coaching job in the NFL by the time you're 30-some years old. He's 35 maybe when he got the job. Like, that is young, right? That's unheard of. That's young to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, but Zach, it's like the one, I think, common theme everybody said, you know, that knows Zach is like, gosh, he's just a good guy. You can count on him. And – but he's not like he's not trying to be something that he's not, right? That's yeah. the that's sort of the part that is like very true about Zach, but also kind of where it's like people are like, he's not like other people, quote unquote, that you expect to be a football coach. Right. Like the rising football coach isn't like a you know, a loud mouth sort of like rah rah guy necessarily. Yeah, he doesn't have like the 
the Mike Tomlin, like big personality swagger to him. Yes. That that you sometimes even like Sean McVay's got like He's a high energy guy. High energy. He's got a thing, a describable thing to him. Zach seems like in how you would describe him, the the few times that I met him when he was at Nebraska, Zach is just a testament to like he knows football inside and out, incredibly smart. Yeah. And then he's he's and maybe this actually lends itself well, especially in today's age of the athlete. Like he's got no ego. Um, he's a humble guy. Like you know, he's not really out for. He doesn't want to have a thing. I think he just he just is who he is, and it's kind of like yeah, he, his smaller personality lends it is like something that's good probably yeah i mean i think he's just like he really is football smart he's really he knows his stuff like he always did and he's he's competitive uh works hard like i think he he knows he knows the game and knows what to do um but i also think like his demeanor like the hardest part for a guy with that's more reserved rather than like big personality is you usually don't get to rise to the top that fast if you don't have the big personality. Right. So that's the part that, like, it sort of all worked out for him to get to that position where he gets to make the decisions and he's smart and he makes good decisions. But usually guys like him don't get to get there because he's right. not, like, the dude that walks in and, you know, eats up all the oxygen in the room, right? Because it's funny that he didn't seem like... Like, at Nebraska, he didn't have... Like, did he own the locker room, but in his own way? Not really. No. I mean, That's he's just not so interesting. You know, he, it, he definitely he like brought you guys he rallied brought, and believed in yes, him. The, but the like, team believed in Zach, and Zach was definitely a leader. Like, because you could, you know, he's the quarterback. Yeah, and he did everything right, and he was competitive, and he would he was demanding in his own way, but he's not a huge personality either. So. Um, he was more like you just the the team's belief levels rose because he walked in the building. Like I'm right. not like as soon as we were like, wow, we got a quarterback finally. We had we hadn't had a quarterback yeah. since Crow. I mean, Jamal Lord had some moments where oh, like yeah. Jamal could he could play, but um, but there was a few year period where it was it was it, it, 2004. It, basically, was like we going to be the quarterback here, yeah. you know. And so Zach winning that job. No, like digesting the West Coast playbook, which was a phone book thick. I mean, right. it was serious. He brought our team confidence level way up, but he was definitely like, he was still himself. He was definitely within his own personality always, just like he is now. Like you go, he's he's a head coach for Cincinnati, but he's still Zach. He's not sucking up all the oxygen. I think the older I get, like, and the more I reflect on. Like as I watch Coach Altman, he just won his. I think he won. It was his seven hundredth game. He beat UCLA on yeah. the road, and you know you think about. So I was thinking about him and reflecting on him, and then and then it, it kind of plays into Zach a little bit of like one of the most important things for a coach to be is authentic. Yes. Like if you are out, if you are trying, nothing will nothing will get you fired quicker and fail faster than if you're trying to be something you're not. And the one thing that I admire about Zach is he got this to the highest point where it it maybe would have been easy for him to think like I do I need to 
be this and that and this. And he and he has just leaned into like, no, I am me. Like yeah. every even though a little behind the scenes stuff where he's in front of the team or whatever, like he's just he it's it's the same dude yeah. that seemed like was in Lincoln in 2006. He, like I said, he's, he's competitive. I mean, when you get him on the field, he's very competitive. So he like, he's got the fire, but like it, it's, I think players see through, uh, like w- if you're trying to be a raw, raw guy, when you're not, it, it falls flat. It right. really does. So like, I would recommend anybody, like if that's not you, like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to do something. No. Yeah, it's like it feels more like you're become an actor than than. But but it also goes to show you with Zach for his like this is what's funny about it, is Zach any better of a coach today than he was a few years ago? Probably a little bit, or but he also got Joe Burrow, and it goes to show you, and that's why I don't like to do like when people do his life. Well, what is what is Scotty or what is Phil without Michael? It's like, well, show me any great coach that doesn't have like an all world yeah. player with them. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like when you, it, but, but you also when you have a good like one, you got to know who to get. To, yeah, and then like don't mess up the good right, ones either. Right. Like that's that's like there's a lot of coaches that you 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 hear the you know like every thirty for thirty you watch like. You know, it's like <laughs> we're, we're watching Oklahoma, and they're like, "Yeah, they wanted to move Marcus Dupree to tight end." And you're yeah. like, "What? Right. right?" And like he, you know, like good coaches, or and even good and bad coaches can screw up good players too. Like right. so, I anytime so I just never yeah, like that argument. You I know? don't either because like you can screw up good players; they don't automatically get you whatever you want. Like you can mess that up too. Right. So like. Uh, yeah, I, I give Phil Jackson as much credit with or without Michael. I think he did a great job with Michael Jordan. Right, like, and so, so and so that's the thing that. But it just it illustrates the point, and this isn't to to take away from what Zach has done. It just illustrates the point of the importance of like you have to get the quarterback right. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. you just do, and it's worked out, and it is so much fun to watch. But it's just it's crazy to think that like he's. It's just crazy that this is a former Husker quarterback. Like, it kind of seems like this has all happened fast. Well, the, Where, like, the, in my mind, I haven't really, like... But here's the thing. It hasn't Zach, sunk in yet. Here's the thing with about him. with Zach that is also... Uh, it's it's a little bit like Husker fans. Like, he kind of got forgotten almost a bit because it was the Callahan years. But he wasn't there that long. He got there in the winter of 2005 and was done by end of 2006 first game 2007 so i mean he was there it was fast yeah basically like i mean was that even two full years he was there like literally two years right that was it like you're right so it's fat because it wasn't like he was he played two years he was in the building for two years and out of the building forever after that isn't it fun you're right because it's 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 two things it's the short duration of his time here and then I don't know if you and I like. It's got to be weird that sometimes I think when people reflect on Husker football, they just want to forget about like the Callahan. People want to like dismiss that time period. Yeah, which is kind of unfortunate because I know Dirk put some pressure with a tweet I think on the university to like you better you guys should be pumping up Zach Taylor and and yeah. tweeting about him and all this stuff. And then finally, the university put something out like a tweet. Which, you know, as someone that's not on Twitter, you're probably like, what are we yeah, even I, talking about? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> but, like, when people, let me tell you, in the Twitter world, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, all right. But, uh, but I think it's one of those things, like, like when Teron Liu went on his run and won with the Cavs, like, 
the Husker basketball to it. Like, how about the, you know, you always want to do anything you can to prop up your former players. And then at the same time, prop up yourself. And in a weird way, like, they weren't even seeing they weren't Zach. Even yeah. thinking that. I guess that's what I was trying to... I, I wasn't doing a good job of. It's like Zach... I think of Zach as a former Husker, but he was here for such a short period of time. Yeah, everybody talks about Sue, 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 and Levante. Those are the two guys that... But, like, Zach was the Big 12 offensive MVP that year. Do you know that? Uh, yes. He was the... Think about he, that. He was the player of the year for offense in the Big 12 2006. Okay, and you're, some you're, people forget that that even existed. You're you know? sparking a thought for me. I didn't have this in the in the pod itinerary, but you're sparking a thought. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza, and the cold winter months it's officially here. And as a warm weather lover myself, the cold can kind of bum me out. But the one thing that always puts a huge smile on my face when it gets cold: temperature Tuesdays at Runza. Yes, it's that time of the year. Temperature Tuesdays are back at Runza, where every Tuesday in January and February, the 6 a.m. temperature at the coldest Runza location is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you buy a medium fry and medium drink. Think about it. An original Runza sandwich might be 10 cents, a dime, might be a nickel, might be a quarter. Heck, might even be one penny. Just one penny. So make sure you take advantage of this incredible deal every single Tuesday at Runza where the temp at 6 a.m. in Runza land is the price you pay for an original Runza sandwich and you buy a medium fry and a medium drink. It's back, baby. Temperature Tuesdays. Runza makes it all better. You know, like when you do Bill Sit like Faces of the League, it went from Magic Bird, <laughs> Jordan, you know, like, but Faces of Nebraska. Let's start. Let's start with Crouch. And let's move up to now. The true, true, not just someone that was good for a little bit. Like, if you truly had to say, like, the, like, so you'd go, after Crouch, Ooh. like, I'm trying to think of who. Offense and defense? No. Just, I'm, just and, offense? And I'm, I'm working through, like, just because a year went by, you don't have to choose someone from that year. I'm talking, like, the indelible, like, guys oh. that have cut through. And have stuck. Like, to me, Rex, Amir, Levante, Sue, Prince, maybe. Prince. Uh, Even your brother. Like, do you think your brother, is your brother on that list? I think he kind of was. I think he was? I think he kind of was. I think I'm jaded with you guys Barrett, because you guys. Barrett are, and DeMario both, I think. I think DeMario had a year where... Oh three was Demario's year. Barrett would have been oh four, but they, we had such a bad year, right? But Barrett also went to Tampa, and so I mean, I I guess I live in the world of like he's my brother, so I heard from everybody. Like, so I always feel like there's a lot to, of people yes. that, that know, knew my brother post Nebraska. Well, you listen to even a guy like uh, like Will Compton talk about your like when he would come back and work out, and Barrett would come back, he would be like, oh shit, look, that's Barrett Rude right there. Yeah. So I think he mm. was kind of that dude, but I guess what I'm getting, what I'm getting at in a roundabout way of from tooth from the from when Crouch w walked into the sunset to now, when you're writing when you're writing about the faces of the of Nebraska and like the bit like was Zach on that list? 
He probably has the credentials to be on that list, but like I, I don't said, know if he was on here, that list. Here's the I'd only say Joe Gans was maybe more of a famous quarterback than him. What's weird about Zach, like I says, is like most people. So Joe put in five years right. here, and he coached, and he coached here. Uh, you know, everybody kind of like put in like even Sue. Sue was five years here, right? Uh, Levante is the exception where he like short time, but Juco came in. I don't right. know if he two or three years, but I thought he I mean, was Zach two. was like, I mean, he, yeah, he was, he was, it was a flash. It was just a, it was a shooting star. In it some was, ways. he came in like on campus, did his thing, got off and was out of here. Right. Coaching. And, and he was just, and he had, you know, like he still thinks of himself as a Husker, but like he never coached or has been back because right. he was coaches are just gone. They have to do their thing, right? During, so he's never been back to a game or like that. Like he's been just gone. So I think he gets a little out of the minds of the people that are even involved with Nebraska, right? Right. But like he, he was. I mean, he was the player of the year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he was the player of the year on a team. The, the, your team, the 06 team, was good. We we threw up on ourselves to lose that big. Big 12 title. You I mean, guys should we, have that a banner. O- yeah, the Oklahoma team was one of their worst, you know, Big 12 championship because they won a lot of those Big 12 yep. championships that that decade, and that was one of their worst teams that ever won it because they just they Adrian wasn't Adrian had already went to the pros or was out, and their quarterback situation wasn't good. It, they just they played a great game in defense, but we were just especially bad right. on offense that game. That right. was Zach's one bad game too, and he just didn't play well. But like, our, as a team, we just like, oh my god, how did we lose that? I guess it's just amazing to think about like his stature now, the success he had when he was a quarterback, and yet if we're writing down f- like the famous Nebraska quarterbacks of the past two decades, not best, I'm just saying the most. F- like the yeah. guys you think of first, Zach. Zach doesn't. I don't know if Zach's one of the first handful of names that's thrown he, out there. I, I just think, think it's interesting. It's just because he was. He's. It's almost like Callahan overshadowed him in a way. Right. The Callahan era. That's a good way to was put it. Negative, and Zach was a complete positive. He right. was a absolute positive force. Yeah, Nebraska did an unbelievable job, but the Callahan thing was just so like we almost wanted to forget it. I I felt that way because I played in those teams. Like I could feel people being like, "Oh my God, let's just never think about the Callahan years again." And it wasn't until we had the bad Riley years and then the bad uh, now all of a sudden you're like years under Frost so far where were... they go. People are talking about them again, just like, "Oh yeah, right. they're they're a part right. of Nebraska," and it sort of took too bad. Um, such you know, runs of different coaches before they even were talking about Callahan. Right. Like we're allowed to talk about that era, right? Is this interesting? So it I, is. I, it's is this interesting that like where I was really trying to reflect in my mind of like why I haven't like thought about Zach like that, and I think it's all the things we're saying. It's just this. But like, he's also not conscious. He's not the, a physical marvel. So no. w- the reason why he was good is because he was really tough. He'd stand in the pocket. He'd make throws on time. Ran the offense, but he didn't have a cannon. Right? Couldn't run. I remember meeting Zach and thinking to myself, like, I thought you were, like, you know, I kind of like he's not a he, Nick. He's, he's not a regular a, looking dude. He's Johnny Average and everything <laughs> right. about him, except for he's a really good, smart, right. tough as shit, tough dude. Yeah, and it translated more 
to being an NFL coach than it would have ever been for him to be an NFL player. I mean, he just didn't have right. the the natural physical traits. And so I think that's the part about him. Like, he's unimpressive physically. Right. And it was just like his toughness and consistency is what made him a good quarterback. But, like, but I don't think it's sexy things. Like, there what, you go. That's what, right? Like, like so, Taylor Martinez was a, was just freaky fast. You yeah. Know? And you're like, he did things that took your breath away. Zach, it's like his ability, it was his brains and his toughness. But, and like, and even like Joe Gans had like a little bit more like charisma. Right. So people are like, Joe, you know, he's got the yeah. moxie. He had right. the, it's just placed the imagination. Yes, totally. Okay. I, that went a place where I didn't anticipate to go. We talked about, I mean, look at us. We're so stupid. We always make this rule. We're like, okay, we're going to do we're 40 gonna, minutes. We're going to move, 30, 45. We spent 25 minutes talking so about the first question. Okay, we'll have Good to job. hammer through these then here. I wrote down 10 Husker football questions or thoughts for, for, for Bo. Okay, first one. I, I wrote down NIL in that it's been interesting at Nebraska. It feels like it's been super quiet. Like, you don't hear, outside of, like, you know, your, like, Adrian Martinez podcast or seeing JoJo Doman pop up on a commercial. Like, you don't hear a lot about NIL stuff, but you know it's happening behind the scenes with, you know, the Jared Lamprick thing with with ABM, that company where it's, like, basically, like, literally created a company for this. Uh, I guess for me, like, I think we all, when we conjured up NIL, we thought... I guess we envisioned all these things. Like I envisioned myself driving down I-80 and seeing like every like new billboard day, <laughs> like whatever you say, <laughs> Ramir Johnson, whatever you say, Cam Jordan. <laughs> that's a shout out to the Simpsons. Uh, but that's I envisioned just getting like inundated with like nil stuff from athletes, and like you kind of haven't heard. You know, stuff's happening behind it's, the scenes. It's, it's happening everywhere. I just don't know, like, where do you see it? I don't know. Like, where would you see the deals? Like, do they have to report the deals That's publicly I I right now? For some like, reason, I thought it just would be all more out there. Not that it would be, like, a Woge bomb, like, you know, Amigos or, has offered But wouldn't Amigos want to, to – Amigos would want to say, like, we got our Chubba burritos here, don't we? Like <laughs> – like, don't we got... Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you... Their new burrito's called the Chubba Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy should be getting all sorts of deals with that name. A Chubba, a Chubba burrito. Dairy Ooh. Queen sponsors the coldest Crawford. <laughs> with their new flurry, the coldest. The coldest, the coldest blizzard you've the ever coldest had in blizzard. your life. Hi, I'm the coldest Crawford. You want the coldest blizzard the you've coldest. ever had in your life? Come to, to, come to Dairy, to Dairy Queen. Queen. But I think that's what I envisioned it being, and it hasn't really been like that. Yeah. And it's just interesting. I just wanted to throw, like, if you'd... I, I have heard nothing about particular deals. Because I kept on envisioning this thing of, like, you know, these fans when... Like, we, we had these conversations pre-NIL. Like, these fans, when when a guy is struggling and they know about, and they, they know about all his NIL stuff, they're going to be like, hey, man, you better quit the NIL stuff and start focusing on football. And it's like... You don't even know what these guys are doing, right? So it's just interesting. You and most moving. And most of the stuff. Let's be honest. Like nil. Like, how much time are these people going to be spending on? It? I don't think much. I think it's like 
they're going to get deals and they're going to have to do limited thing. I mean, it's going to be a good. It's, it's going to be good for the athletes. Oh they're yeah, no, make, it's good. I mean, I still think it's still there. Still has to be some parameters behind all this stuff eventually, so everyone's operating under the same general like. Oh yeah, I mean, but I just thought I, so far NIL has not really been as loud as I thought it would be. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. Okay. Second thought before we get into like really nuts and bolts stuff. It's been interesting since these new coaches have come on. There's been a ton of chatter uh, and articles about Mickey Joseph making an impact in Omaha yeah. and all that stuff. And th- full disclosure, like I I just have found all this stuff interesting because I know nothing. I know zero about all the stuff, all the inner dynamics of and politics of Omaha and Nebraska football. But I guess based on what I would assume, like when I hear these stories, it almost seems like there's more of a shift in attitude from the people in Omaha towards Nebraska than necessarily Nebraska's attitude towards Omaha. Uh, because yeah, I don't know. Meaning like, I, I guess meaning I doubt Barrett or Frost or Nebraska like didn't care about or recruit Omaha. Yeah. They did. I think, it, I, I think there was like... And I don't know what it is. There's some. There was always. There's something. There was something circling in the Omaha metro yeah. area. I don't know what it was that had kind of people were just not hot on Nebraska. And it's just interesting how seemingly overnight, because of I guess Mickey Joseph, he's shifted that stuff. Now maybe some of this is like, and I don't even know if this makes sense, but maybe Mickey, his arrival allows for everything to start fresh yeah like yes he's he's coached in the metro before and all that stuff but it's almost like if you say you get into an argument with someone you're you're a customer at a restaurant or somewhere you get an argument with an employee and then they go get their supervisor and then their supervisor can come and it's like that supervisor can come in and they can naturally start from scratch yeah with like handling this situation so i wonder if it's been a little bit with that with Mickey, but I guess I'm just, it's interesting to me. I don't know. I think Mickey, for whatever reason, has been, and I've never met him, but like, he's a great recruiter. Like, right. I, I think that he he has a gift for, um, you know, like connecting with, with you know, kids that, you know, like you said, like some of these kids that are, you know, uber talented that um, are not hot on Nebraska for whatever reason or just like, yeah, maybe just not hot or just, you know, like somebody that needs, uh, uh, you know, like he's like he seems to like be like a father figure to a lot of a lot of these recruits that you, you right. hear these stories on, like uh, where they like will go like these kids are coming like they'll go there for him and they've never seen the school. Right. right? Like he's that kind of guy. And I don't know if, it, if there's if that's plays into Omaha a little bit better, but. Um, I do think Mickey is like a unique recruiter in that sense where he, I guess. I he found... he's had an effect already on Nebraska. I don't know uh, him at all, and I don't know the ins and outs of all, but just you know, hear the little the rumor mill from his sure. history recruiting. Like he's just a great recruiter, and you know, I guess you know he's he's making some some headway, and that's good. I just always viewed the whole like metro. Like the whole Metro thing being not great with Nebraska, like the Metro's relationship, Omaha Metro's relationship with Nebraska. I always viewed that more on 
I don't want to say more on the Metro because that feels like I'm just like letting Nebraska off the hook. But I guess that it's never really – you can't tell me – Nebraska wants the Metro. You they can't don't... tell me Nebraska like <laughs> – I just feel like – They do. Like, they want on, it. man. Nebraska doesn't want – Let me say something. It, old boy from Westside that went to when Nebraska Oregon, When like, Nebraska's the pretty girl school – the Metro wants Nebraska. When Nebraska's not the pretty girl school, that's the Metro exactly doesn't want. What I, th- that's, you, like, so that's the thing. I think like we can say Mickey jo- I think Mickey Joseph is like makes Nebraska a little bit prettier. But like the Metro like I think there was almost like it became like I, like literally felt like I just kids from Omaha didn't see themselves as a part of Nebraska or something. Right. And and for like, me from and for me I and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, to me, and again, I don't know anything about this. Like, I'm sure maybe people that there could be Omaha coaches or rec- people like Sean Callahan that know the, the the stuff behind the scenes with it would say, no, there's been some bad stuff in Omaha with how Nebraska has treated him. But, like, to me, the 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 growing discontent or lack of connecting between Omaha recruiting to Nebraska football is more about Nebraska not winning than Nebraska not respecting and showing Omaha enough love. Well, that's I, how I've always viewed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, here's the argument I would make for Omaha. Like, and, and you don't know until, like, and we can go back to the Pelini and Riley eras for this too, but, like, if the Nebraska coaches aren't, like, actually recruiting guys hard enough or actually, like, like oh, they don't really want to offer this guy, right? Like, those things the the coaches remember that and they get they may they might get bitter Feel some type of way about and that. And so yeah. like I understand if like you know they botched if they if you botch a recruitment where it's like oh yeah you didn't really recruit this guy like you know neighboring schools Iowa or somebody else recruits this guy every day and Nebraska comes in once a month and says yeah we we're thinking about offering you know like that's just not recruiting right. hard. And I think Bo I do think I've always told people have always made it sound like Pelini was a little guilty of that. I think it was a I think it was Pelini. I think in some ways this staff has paid for the sins of Pelini Pelini and this is I'm going off of what I had been told over the years. Yeah, from recruiting people. Pelini was notorious for slow playing in-state kids. Yep. And then here comes Riley and remember Riley had the Calabrasca like it's going to be California. That's gonna that's gonna be the base or some shit, you yep. know. And but to me, those things have nothing to do with with Frost. Yeah, I think, I, and that's the part that's like, and this, it, it, I would love to ask all the Omaha coaches like their actual because I think it's like it's partly cold, uh, coaches. I think it's partly just the Omaha culture is a little different a little than different. the rest of the state. And I would love to see like what that progression was because I think even with Pelini, he. He was slow playing some of these guys because he could, and I don't think now or Frost you can't. Right. Um, but I don't know if that was the right thing to do for Pelini to slow play. Like maybe if he would have, you know, been more all about it, things would have been smoother for the Riley that, yes. era. But so I don't really know. I don't either. I'm we're, just we're guessing. Found it and interesting. Yeah, I, I would love. To, but there's, cl- I mean, there's it's cl- obvious. And this is good. If it's getting better. It's good. It's getting better. But it's obvious there is an Omaha thing where they're like. Omaha hasn't been as hot on Nebraska right. as they you would think they would be being a 
in cities. I mean, in yeah. state school. Right. Uh, city, I mean. Right. Sorry. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. I, I would imagine, like I was always struck when I would walk my dog through my West Omaha neighborhood at, you'd see an Iowa flag outside of a house. You'd see a Wisconsin flag. You'd yeah. see a a Kansas state flag flying outside of a house just over the course of walking around the neighborhood. That's Omaha. But I would imagine if you walk your dog in Grand Island, Kearney, Norfolk, you are seeing none Nebraska flag, Nebraska flag, Nebraska, or you're at least not seeing those. Other. So it's just a different sort of dynamic. When yeah. You're one, around. One of my neighbors has an Iowa flag and it's like, Whoa, what are yeah, you like, doing whoa. in Lincoln? Even right, so even that's right. like, Whoa, Iowa flag. Jeez, that's not Mr. normal. Controversial over here. You but know? in Omaha, it's way more. Common. It's way more. So I just thought, I just thought that was interesting. Next topic. As we hammer through this thing, how do you, I don't know if we've talked about this, how do you combine the, the, the two schools of thought of all we heard last year is Nebraska's close. They're close. They're so close. How do you combine that and use it as optimism for next year and moving forward with all the changes Nebraska's made? Because if you were close, you would think that you would be like, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, it's just interesting where, like, Nebraska being close probably only matters if the same players and coaches are coming back. Mm. Where I don't know, like, next year, for instance, when the offense compl- finishes a, a drive late in the game and wins the game, like, Nebraska was close all last year and they just finally got over the top. And I, and in some ways, would it be erroneous to go, like, well, they learned from all those times last year and then they got over the top like I don't know if that's necessarily true I I think to me the whole we're close um I mean if if Adrian comes back this year right and Torre comes back and it's the same like then it's like then then that question matters more and we'd say well I think it actually they have a chance like now it's like I, I don't know if it matters as much because in which I think this is a good thing. It, yeah. It's just different guys. So, like, I don't think they have to deal with the psychology of being close. I think they can just go out and be like, we're pretty much no, a new don't team. Don't get me wrong. I ultimately think this is a good thing. I just think it's interesting where one of the arguments for keeping Frost was this ain't a 3-9 and nine team, man. This but the, the, they're, def- they're well, close. the defense is a little bit different, too. But I think Do you see what I'm getting at, though? But the like, sta- I think the staff matters in the defense – so like the defensive staff stayed. Yep. The defense 
is you know the secondary turned over, but you know the fronts. The fr- a, lar- a large part of the front seven is coming back. Yep, and then offensively is where the changes are, and the changes need to be. So like, I, they were close, but they ma- I think they made the right moves. So do I. Like I'm just I'm not necessarily being like I don't have like a a strong opinion at the end of this statement. I just think it's interesting when you think about mm. the narrative that we had all season and what we told ourselves. About, but it was to keep Frost more than it was about to keep the same player. Right. So it feel, was about like keeping Frost. Right. You. I think they. Uh, they've kept all the. They've kept all the things that were close, and they moved on from all the things that weren't close. Does that make sense? Could you? Would. Uh, I think they kept. Not, the, not, they kept the things that were. That were like. Trending that that were working, and I think they got rid of the things that they were like. The things that were close that hadn't gone yet, I think they actually got rid of those things. Agree. Like they got rid of the coaches. If your position never what? got over the hump, sorry, you were out. Like right. the, I think the defensive coaches, they got their guys over the hump. Right. Right. And so it's interesting. Special teams again, same thing. Like again, I don't have like I'm just making the because it's just an interesting yeah. thing to like have this narrative and this thing that you were telling yourself all year, and even as to why to keep Frost, and then it feels like it's a brand new. Some ways it feels like it's all brand new next year in a lot of ways. Our, At least one Nick, side of the ball is completely different. Our offense, like it's totally different. It is exciting to those yeah. like new quarterbacks, new offense, essentially. Like I mean, we'll see how much actual like schematic changes they make. It might be a lot, but like well, I'm excited to see it. Well, okay, so I'll skip down in my next question because one of the things I was gonna ask was biggest reason for optimism next year. And I think to stay on the line of thought that we're already on, my biggest reason for optimism is all of the new, all of the changes. Like, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, finally have a special teams coach. Like, my biggest reason for optimism is, like, all those things that I think are getting adjusted that – at least on paper right now, are for the better and you hope are for the better. Like, I'm not so sure that isn't the number one reason I am optimistic about next year, which you could also say is the number one reason why to be pessimistic next year because that's a lot of change. If you had to say right now, other than the fact that you bleed Husker Red and you just are always going to... I mean, right now, we could go through the schedule and you would predict them to go like 10 and 2. You know <laughs> you I always just, do. I, but what's your biggest reason for optimism? Um, we've got two quarterbacks in the building... Um, that I think they they both have potential in in Thompson and Purdy. Yep. That I mean, if you, watching those NFL games this the last weekend. I mean, wa- the Buffalo versus KC game where you watch two dudes play so freaking good. Yeah. That it was just like the defenses didn't even have a chance, and that one position. If it's executed right, changes everything. And I don't know. Maybe these guys are worse than Adrian Martinez. Right. You don't we know. don't know that. But they both have potential. Right. And we're gonna have these we're gonna have four quarterbacks competing for that job. Essentially, I think it's between those two right now, kind of feels like. But agree. If either of those guys has something, has the dog, can win us ball games. Can tran- like those guys can transform a program if they if they got it. But like we're giving us our ch- a chance of like 
I don't think it was in the building last year. It just like it felt right. like it just wasn't there, right? right? I agree. And I don't know about and that's some others. hard because you and I loved Martinez, but for whatever reason, the Martinez Four years of the him. Martinez iteration of Nebraska football didn't have it. Not necessarily saying. He, I mean, I guess this is a way of saying he didn't have it, but like it it wasn't like let's go ahead and put it. It just wasn't in the building. It wasn't with when hit with him. The belief, the for whatever the, reason, when there's four minutes left to go in the game. We didn't have it. Right. And as much as like at moments, I just, I really like the kid and I really, I, I have nothing bad to say about him. Totally. But like, we just couldn't do it in the clutch when he was right. our quarterback for four years. If you, if you count the games, it's, I don't know what percent we lost, but right. most all of them. Right. And to me, it's like, that's all we need to know. And great guy, like wishing the best. You're- we, if one of these guys can win us games in the clutch, that is what Nebraska That's needs. the best answer because here's the thing. A part of optimism can be hope. And in a weird way, if Nebraska's quarterback situation was the same, it's hard to have a ton of hope because you know what that situation had. Four years. For four years, what that had been. Four years in the clutch, we're like, I don't know, one in 20? Yes. So now you have a situation where – you don't know for sure that this is going to they have it but there's a chance that it they have it and that at least that's gives all we, you some yeah. optimism the, all there we, you go that's yeah. the best answer yeah. this is where I like talking to you because you always have a way of boys had a way of explaining <laughs> things so I can understand them <laughs> but that's the best that's that's okay flip side of it the other thing I asked biggest cause for concern next year is is you want me to go first? You want to go first? You got it. go for it. Let me think about it. I wrote down if we had to get specific, the offensive line. I don't know what that you lose your best offensive lineman, yeah, Doyle. Doyle rules. Chances he's w- giving someone a wedgie right now. I'd say it's greater than fifty-fifty. If he gets a combine invite, I think he should just just. Rough, who is it? Yeah. Is it Rich Eisen that always runs the forty? He should like he's going to go like wedgy Rich Eisen. Eisen looks like he's cruising for a bruising. <laughs> <laughs> that Rich Eisen's been having it coming. He's just going to give him a wedgie. But for me, it's, good. it's a trenches league. You can say what you want about we, – we can throw stones at Martinez. We can throw stones at these running backs. Don't have a great guy back there. We can, like A good offensive line has a way of solving a lot of those things. Yeah. And to me – when you're writing down all of the like I'm not so sure that if you aren't writing down if we're being honest the position and ranking them that offensive line isn't towards the bottom I think what you so I think as a prediction or a concern O-line's up there I mean I'm going through the the position groups I'm worried about O-line secondary secondary I think running backs. I would. I before all the transfers, I would have said running backs because I just didn't. I nobody was willing to to rise above you know last year and be the guy for a whole season. Right. Um, receivers are same way. They look in a better place with Mickey. I think they could be in a better place. So it's tough between those four positions. Right. I think that would be. And I guess I'll, I'll ask you this: How many teams? It's hard to get 
really excited when one of your biggest question marks as a Big Ten football team is your offensive line. That's the scary part. I think you might. I think you might be right because if we can't protect these quarterbacks, and we can't, can't open up holes, the ball, I think that became abundantly clear. And that was it. The was either the Buffalo game, one of the games early in the year. You could just tell. It might have been the start of the the, the rest play Fordham. Is that how they played? Who was yeah, the, the Fordham? Yeah, with a guy that had like eighty tackles, but yeah, like Greenhagen. Greenhagen had literally made every play, oh, but. God. Uh, 30 tackles. You could tell early in that game they couldn't line up and just run the ball on an FCS team. And you're going, Ugh. Yeah, I think at O-line, though, like if Prohaska, because he was the guy that's like their – he's the linchpin of their future. I, I mean, hopefully he can get back. I mean, he tore that knee up. I don't right. know how bad the timeline it, it was in the timeline, but uh, they need to get him back in a was hurry. Was that against our boy Hutchinson? I think it was. It was in the it Michigan was. game. Yeah, it was a Michigan game. That, deal. that was his. I think his first official start, maybe or maybe. first or second. But things changed when he was on the field. Which we was, looked better, and then you hope that Riola, for whatever, maybe he comes in and infuses some different, just a different way of doing things that helps yeah. reach the guys that are already in that room. But they, they need Cochran to develop, right? To be that other tackle, they need, and then the interior Noelle guys and find guys, some yeah. stability there. But right. yeah, I mean, it's really it's got to be. Gotta find a Prohaska center. and Cochran have to be guys that like turn into the real deal, right. essentially. But you could write down a lot. I mean, just the whole newness on the offense and making sure that all goes smooth. But if I had to get specific, because that's too broad. To me, I would say O line would be the biggest biggest O line secondary, probably one and two. Yeah. The depth of running back and receiver from the transfer portal, I think, are in a better spot. But the I think O line secondary would be my two. Okay, next question for you is I'm just peppering you. Uh, which departing player will Nebraska miss the most? Of all the players that were on the team a year ago and contributed, which guy walking out the door do you think is that void is going to be felt the most, maybe at least initially? Mm. I had four guys coming. I wrote down four names right away. I wrote down JoJo. I wrote down Martinez. I know people can poo-poo that, but like, I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was basically our, the best player on the team. Yeah, he was uh, on offense for sure. Uh, Austin Allen, and then I wrote down our boy Snacks. I still think you can't underestimate having Snacks a snack. and Stilly. If we if we package those two guys together, um, and a snack I, pack. I think between and snack pack, the secondary guys too. <laughs> Stilly and. Stillian Daniels are the snack the pack. Snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair to lump two people into one, but if I mean, okay, would you? If I could, if I give you the opportunity for a snack pack, are you? Are you would I take the snack pack over O'Doyle? <laughs> <laughs> the first time listeners are like, "What snack pack over O'Doyle?" I mean, I take a snack pack because you could throw an O'Doyle in there too. Torre, I mean, Nick, I, I think we got some receiving talent, but Torre was the guy that actually made it happen. Like got open and caught the ball and did yeah. things. Allen, I would say we got Volkolek and we have <laughs> your boy Fedoni. He's off, he's off his uh, freshman year proactive and ready to do like the, the like, I'm, an, I'm a man I'm now. I'm a man now. Yeah. I'm a man. I know, what, I know where my 
I know where the English hall is. You know is. where the dorms are. I know where the dorms are and the bathroom football. is. I was nervous about pooping at the locker room, and now I'm not. <laughs> You're going to feel the wrath Thomas Spadoni. By the way, in the old freshman... This can't be a real this story. This is true. You tell me this, this all is the true. Time. I won't tell my story, but I'll tell this well, stuff. Tell me this. You the don't facts. have to... So in the old freshman locker room, because when I got there, there was still like the north locker room, and then like the, like you'd basically go down when if you got to be on the the travel roster, you got to go to the real the real like like older guy locker room. But when I got there, you you literally were with in the north side, and there was like a hundred guys in there, and they had toilets. They didn't have stalls, so it was Come like on. it was all toilets lined up by each other, and you just like you had to use them. So you, anybody, so people were were going number two, like sitting right foot? next to each other, like no you're way. in an auditorium. That's disgusting. Yeah, so that's how it worked. Who and I'm, built that? I promise you, there was times people were on like <laughs> tours. They were having like tours through this place, and they'd walk by like random people in the dang locker room, and you, they'd look in there, and there'd be people sitting in there, <laughs> dumpsy. <laughs> And I don't know. It was just a different time where, like, it was just kind of, yeah, it's what you did. No way. No stars. I'm, on, I'm one of those guys that, like, I. You wouldn't use it. You wouldn't Never. Do it. I don't like pooping outside of my house ever. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine. I don't like doo-dooing with a stall, even. Like, I don't like doing. No you know, stalls, Nick. I don't. I mean, it's open just, air oh, seating. Wow. Open air seating, Nick. Oh, that is horrible. I don't. I just, it's kind of blows my mind to think. Who about. thought of that? Or who, who thought like? I think eh. it had just been there for. Do you think they literally ran out of money? They were like, we like they just. Yep. No dividers. Well, we have no everything. But we didn't order the dividers, and we're out of money. That eh, good enough. Thanks even for thinking building back, this. I'm like, did, is that real? It is. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh my though. god, that's nuts to me. Uh, but okay. Because now I, I've been to places where they have stalls for the urinals. Yeah, which is interesting. That's more of a newer. Well, I thing. remember one of the. I mean, talk about becoming a man was peeing in the trough at Memorial Stadium. The trough, when, yeah. Like when I would go to West <laughs> Balcony with my dad to the games growing up, when it was halftime and it was time to go to the trough. I mean, you were like, oh god. I mean, my anxiety. That... Went the... <laughs> Wait a minute, let me ask some. Is the trough? I don't know that I've seen it. Is the trough like a unique to Nebraska thing? I don't know that I've ever seen another trough. I, if and maybe I'm again, like you said, I if I'm not mistaken, they the still trough got him. was like a circle. They like, still got him. Like you'd be peeing, yeah. facing another man peeing. Yeah, but the, they still got the troughs. I know. I see. I've seen. I feel like I've seen troughs against a wall. But these were like open air troughs. Open air troughs oh, where you're like talking, they? like yeah, got to run the ball a little more, don't we? And it's like I'm trying to remember if I rem- I'd say I feel like I only remembered how it is now. Or the trough. Either way, troughs against the wall or open air troughs. Just, just I mean, you think I just as a I think it's kind of like I think it's a good thing for men to have to go in there and, and pee just, in a trough. Just own that we're just all because peeing. you know what. We're peeing. Like, right. that, like this, isn't, make this it, isn't a cool thing. Let's not thing. make it more proper than it is. That's if true. we're peeing, let's pee in a Maybe trough. Maybe that's the argument for pooping with no stalls next year. Like, we're pooping here. Like, yeah, I mean. People at the dog park, dogs just go and poop exactly. and do whatever they got to do. If we were outside and we dug ditches, that's where you poop. Right. Okay. But, yeah, the troughs, I mean, <laughs> my anxiety. I loved going to the games. When it was time to go pee, it was like, gosh. Oh, shouldn't have had all that Pepsi before the game. It's horrible. Okay, so which player, which departing player will Nebraska miss? 
you would think this is a wine pod uh. with how this is. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing. And I've owned two homes in my life. One in Omaha and now one in Lincoln. And both times, when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted with the job. I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom, the crew was over and knocked it out quickly. Done and done. The crew was amazing, man. They're fast. They're efficient. They were awesome. Cleanup was a top priority. And most importantly, they did a fantastic job. You can't trust just anyone with your roof. And trust me, you can trust White Castle Roofing. Check them out online, whitecastleroofing.com. That's whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust, proven by time. I, my pick okay, my pick would be JoJo. I just don't, I think he was the only playmaker on defense. It's weird. The more time that goes by, JoJo is like, he created, I, I saw this thing, he like graded yes. out better than any player at the, in the on draft the, on or something. Pro football, I think it was pro football focus or something. They, they do, like, he graded out, I mean, yeah, he, is he your pick? I wasn't going to say him until you said him, and now I go, you're right. He's the only guy that made a freaking play last year. It's, and on the side of the ball where that is lacking to begin with, yeah, he's my choice. I mean, you couldn't, so you had Snack Pack, you had Austin Allen, Martinez, JoJo. I mean, you could have thrown one of the secondary guys in there. I, but I, just, I would take Allen because we got depth at that position coming up. Yeah, I wouldn't pick I Allen either. I think JoJo, JoJo was special. Snack Pack and was good. But. Martinez feels disingenuous to be like the optimism is Martinez isn't here. What player will Nebraska miss Martinez. the most? Martinez, of course. Like but he's feels- an enigma. We're going to be talking about Adrian Martinez for a decade. I mean, unless if somebody comes in and just balls out and wins us games, yeah, then we'll know the answer. Right. But he's still kind of an enigma. It's crazy. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Two more things. We're out of here. Most in, okay. With with that being said, most important player on the team for next year, I guess uh, this probably Casey Thompson. Is it ridiculous to already give it to someone who hasn't played it down? Are we making the same Omar Manning? No, because this is quarterback. This is quarterback. I would say you put Chuba and Casey, probably Casey 1A, Chuba 1B, because they have to compete. But I would say the the quarterback, it always is the most important position, but this is like these are two guys that have right. never stepped foot By the way, there. I like that you're throwing Chuba in there because I had this on my last pod. Like, Is it crazy? Right now everybody's just handing the job to Casey a little bit. Casey Thompson, is it crazy to think that Chuba could be the starter? Mark Whipple doesn't care. Well, and the my justification for it was Mark Whipple clearly loves him some Chuba Purdy. Yeah. He recruited him out of high school to Pitt. Then when he goes to Florida State and enters the transfer portal, he recruited him to come to Pitt. And then when he himself changed jobs to Nebraska, he so three different periods of time. Different quarterback situations. The guy he said, you know, I'm going to call Chubba Purdy. So I, I, that's why I'm not ruling him out. Look, I, I think it makes sense. Thompson has experience. He's older. Uh, I, I, I think we talked about this. Like he seems to be like a, a football guy who right. is obsessed with. Right. Like that to me is great. Um, I don't know. I don't know as much about Purdy, but. Um, but we both would agree. I'd give it. I'd if, say Casey's. Yeah, but let me just say something. If 
Purdy is more of Whipple's guy. I don't put it past Whipple. I don't think he has to care. What, what I like about it is I feel like we were beholden to Martinez for a lot of totally. years. Totally. Where these they, they were scared to bring in competition. Sorry, Joe Burrow. I know you want to come here, but we don't want to ruffle Adrian's feathers. Like that sort of thinking. I think can be out the door. I just now. looked. I looked down the road at Oklahoma, and they moved on from Spencer Rattler, like that. The right move. Now it helps to have oh boy, Caleb Williams. Is that his name? Yeah. It helps to have you know a, a dude like that. But like, but I, but he, the school of thought. Like this was a yeah. Heisman candidate, and they were like, take a seat. That, that's and that's the way you kind of got to be. Like, you only don't do that if you have no one else. Um, but like, if you got anybody or somebody wants to come, I think you got to be willing to be like, look, this is, we have competition here, and right. you should just embrace. Like, I think we were too careful. Totally agree, totally agree. Last one, we're out of here, and then you can go home and be a, a husband and a and a father. Most important game on the schedule right now. Okay, I just started looking at this because I had totally hadn't seen what the actual. Yeah, because they had an update. They they revised some of the schedule. Yeah, so. I'm I'm gonna do here. I'm gonna simple. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one clear answer, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some options and why there can be other reasons. I'm gonna go with game number one, Northwestern in Ireland. We learned last year that first game sent us down such a bad path, and it's the same situation. It's a Big Ten game, yep. so it's not a non-con. It's a Big Ten game, and it's a West Division game. It scares the crap out of me yes. now because it's the same thing over again. Um, if we win that and get can get off to three wins in a row, it just changes the mindset all. So, to me, it's Northwestern game one. That's my pick. I, I know it's, it's literally the same conversations we had last year, except insert Illinois for Northwestern. Yes. But it's all the same stuff. It is. It it's it sets a tone for the season. And I again, I think if you win that game, you set yourself up to start three and zero, and then oh by the way, you you are welcoming an Oklahoma team into Lincoln. That I'll mm-hmm. just say that game looks a whole heck of a lot easier than it did two months ago. Yep. No so, Lincoln Riley. No Lincoln quarterback Riley, shake no up. Quarterbacks create. You know, you now have. I mean, Venable. Like you bring in a defensive mind, a defensive oriented coach. Where that it seems like that roster and that program had been built on offense. You wonder if how that'll mesh. Yeah. Like, and Nebraska almost. I mean, if they easily could have won in Norman last year. Yeah. So, and, and so I, I guess to me the the obvious, and then you th- then after that, you know you you get Indiana and Lincoln, and then at Rutgers, which are two pretty winnable games. Like I know, oh, which I know. Dude, I'm just saying. You look at last year's schedule and how. Frickin' brutal that was. Look at this, Nick. This is Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma at home, um, Indiana, Indiana at home. Who had a who took a massive step back last year? Yes, Rutgers at Rutgers, and then at Purdue, right? At Purdue. So you're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven at Purdue. Then Illinois, October 29th. That's eight games that are all so freaking winnable. That's it. 
Uh, Oklahoma, sans Oklahoma, even kind of. But we. Should but I think th- what I just said is saying that that game looks easier it than looks it did better. two months it's ago. It's home. It's our home. We're way less scared of Oklahoma than we were last year. Yes. Um, okay. Here's where it gets tough, though. So you then you oh, go Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa is your last four games. Brutal. That's freaking brutal. So really, you got to make your hay at the start of this year. And if you lose to Northwestern. Gosh, you just made it a lot harder. I agree. And but, so, but give yourself a chance to go. I don't know, five and two, uh, five and three, or six and two, or seven and one, and then you go play Minnesota, you go play the, Michigan, the, yeah. Wisconsin, Iowa, and go fifty-fifty, and go. Hey, we're eight and four. Have a great year, guys. Right. Totally agree. But I think as as much as we put so much on that Illinois game last year. And you felt like, ah, oh, you're putting too much into one game. I think it proved out to be that that game just set the tone for the year and set Nebraska down a path that it that it, we weren't wrong in putting too much on that game. And I think it's the exact same school of thought this year. I mean, uh, three plays from that game haunted that whole season. Yep. Cam Taylor Britt. Safety on the punt. Martinez fumble before fumble scoop score before half. And then roughing the passer, the roughing the passer on Cam's pick. Yes, those three plays defined our season. Yep, and that's it. And that's that's what they got. They should watch those plays a thousand times and go for the Northwestern game. Be like, none of those that can't happen. Those none three those. things can't happen. That trifecta right. needs to go tie him a rope needs around to go him. to a drink some guinness at a pub there not yeah, come like, to the game you know find like an old like fisherman be like can we borrow your rickety <laughs> boat you take those three plays you tie them up you drive it out in the middle of the ocean drop them put the concrete on throw it down just drown those things, drown cause. those things and have them never to return oh my god live at the bottom of the ocean so i'm i mean we did a lot of agreeing there but how about that we went an hour how? And we had to cut our, our questions in half. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think I even skipped I a few. Fatherly duties. Yeah, yeah, you got to go do your thing. Okay, Bo, uh, go get a snack pack, and uh, I'll go. You want to go pee in the trough? You got one back there? Yeah, Good. let's go pee. I like. Okay. A Huda Media Production.